Welcome to Multiverse with Q, your guide of the comic book multiverse. Now in podcast form. I'm Luke. I'm Devin. And you're you're back here, Devin. You you finally come back to Marvel Noir. Back to the shack. Back to the strap with the lightning strap. Yes, Luke, I have. (laughs) Samurai Jack. Watch out. Yeah, so today we are finishing up the last part of Marvel Noir, at least until we get into covering Edge of Spider-Verse as its own thing. Uh, We are covering Spider-Man Noir, Eyes Without a Face, which I don't think is necessarily an appropriate title for it. No. I think they're just trying to get that, I don't know, like context isn't even the right term because like eyes without a face is not a noir movie it's german expressionism what the heck also i've not seen that movie me neither yeah uh spider-man eyes without a face was written by david hein and fabrice sapolsky with art by carmine di gian domenico and letters by dave lanfear And do you want to give a quick rundown of what happened last time on Spider-Man Noir? Last time on Spider-Man Noir, Peter Parker was a little local orphan boy who was living with his really rebellious and communistic Aunt May. After Uncle Ben had been murdered by the Goblin and his creatures, the Vulture, who was basically a little cannibal. Anyway, he teams up with... What's his name? You know, Ben Ben Urich, that's it. It's early. And they're trying to take down the goblin. Ben Urich ends up deciding to grow a conscience because he was kind of working as a, like, patsy and stooge for the goblin. Uh, As a result, he gets murdered. Peter ends up using some information that he got from him, gets bitten by a spider. He becomes the Spider-Man because he is a good person, unlike the goblin. And then he starts fighting crime. He eventually ends up taking down the goblin, and the goblin gets murdered by the spiders that gave Spider-Man his powers. Pretty and Jay Jameson is still a good person in this universe. Even though he does not show up, except for a brief reference in this new miniseries. Agreed. It's now September, and a criminal is dumped dead on the doorstep of the Manhattan Bureau of Investigation as Gene D. Wolfe looks on, recognizing the criminal as someone he paid to snitch about the mysterious Crime Master. Meanwhile, Spider-Man is trying to find out who the Crime Master is as well, and we cut to see the Crime Master meeting with Donato Moretti as he tries to get him to work under his rules, when Donato disrespects him by spitting on his face. The Crime Master's muscle, the Sandman, kills him by crushing his head. Because... Sandman. Uh, Spider-Man heads to the Alhambra Theater and finds an audience full of dead mobsters, and then he heads over to Felicia, owner of the Black Cat Club, to ask about the Crime Master, but she refuses to help. And then they end up hooking up. In the morning, she asks him to leave, saying she's good for the nights, but nothing else. And that's when he returns to the soup kitchen where Mary Jane Watson, who showed out of nowhere, 
is working to help his aunt. Aunt May, meanwhile, is caught up arguing with Joe Robertson, who is raising some good points about the discrimination against black people during the attempts by Roosevelt to kickstart things during the Great Depression. Maybe this is where Peter started to learn his more racist tendencies that would later get brought up in later Spider-Man noir issues out of the blue. Peter comes in and greets Joe and Robbie, his son, and then Peter and Robbie head out to talk. Robbie is currently writing for The Negro World, a newspaper, which took me a second to realize that because Peter's like, so Robbie, how are things in the Negro world? And it's like the font wasn't really italic enough to make it clear that it was a newspaper at first. No, that so you see, Luke, this is just when Peter's just trying to be offensive. Afterwards is when he wants to know about his job at the paper, The Negro World. Again, this is where they need to set up for the fact that Peter does a complete 180 in subsequent issues and becomes a very offensive asshole. Comics, everybody. Which I believe we've talked about before. I don't remember those conversations, but we've been going for like almost three, four well, I don't years think now. That's actually like an, in an episode thing. I think more just like in real life. About how like no. in Web Warriors and the Spider-Verse comic, they kind of made... Spider-Man Warren to like a racist asshole. I don't remember anything about Spider-Man uh, Edge of Spider-Verse or Web Warriors. And I was the one buying that series for a while, except that they fought a team of Electros. Oh, yep. Then I double don't remember it. I don't remember anything except for Marvel Noir, Devin. Have we always just been covering Marvel Noir, which is really not noir except for luke cage and wolverine yeah pretty much that was not clear about which of those two things was true anyways oh, true, luke. we've uh, only covered noir oh okay noir that's why Q. we're noir diversal kiosk yeah uh, so they talk about liberal appeasement of black people where it's like, oh, we're happy to help you until you want us to do things that we're not comfortable with. And Robbie wants to visit the lab of the mysterious Dr. Otto Octavius on Ellis Island, but he got rejected. So he wants Peter to ask on behalf of the Daily Bugle. And three days later, they head over and are greeted by Dr. Connors, who is a racist and also only has one arm. Dr. Octavius, meanwhile, suffers from something like polio, uh, but he is in a wheelchair. Yeah, but he is in a wheelchair that has a lot of arms on it. And he shows his most recent experiment where he has cut into an ape's skull to study the reaction to various stimuli. And when Robbie comments, Otto is very racist about the entire thing. And Peter is, meanwhile, fascinated by what is going on with this ape. When they leave, Robbie comments that he thinks that something bigger is going on, and we cut back to the island where Sandman is bringing in a shipment of black people to the island. <gasps> That's some good commentary oh, there, Devin. I think so. I'm going to get a reacty this year. Uh, have you listened to any of our other noir episodes? <laughs> no, you don't listen to the podcast. I don't listen to the podcast. I know. No, we've had some very, very good guests on. 
they're going to steal those reactees and they'll get the guest best guest reactee. I doubt it. I'll sabotage. One of them is a wrestler, Devin. He can smack you down. Wrestling's not real, Luke. Yes, it is. It's pugilistic ballet. Please, Luke. No, I'm work for a public school. Soon after what Chairman Donald wants, I'll be the most dangerous man of all. <laughs> oh no! Having to learn how to shoot guns for the Boy Scouts will finally come back True. to your benefit. Our media center staff already determined that we'd probably end up killing all the third floor because any time a kid in the library pisses us off, we'd fire a couple warning shots up in the air. <laughs> This got very dark very fast. <sighs> so Jean de Wolf and the police have stumbled into the auditorium and have noted the spider webs that Spider-Man Noir leaves, but they don't believe that Spider-Man did the murders. Meanwhile, in Harlem, Spider-Man breaks into a club called Seventh Heaven and tells everyone to leave because of the really bad illegal crimes going on in there. And then he kindly, like, also recommends some other places where they can go and not have to worry about Spider-Man, which I think that, uh, like, Spider-Man Noir is just this old-timey version of Yelp. You shouldn't go here! This McDonald's is full of rat feces, but there's a Burger King two blocks up that isn't. He's just trying to help out. He's making them Yelp. Keep going with the side job as a reporter. He's got a report on the state of the world, Luke. So he goes to confront the boss, Fat Larry, and demands a tour of the inside of Seventh Heaven, which is drastically different than the old WB TV show, yeah, the, same name, the same because, thing. Because they have prostitution, drugs, and a weird soundproof horror room. And no Jessica Beale. No, she's just invisible in this universe. She's the Sue Storm of this universe. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, no, that was Jessica Alba. Whoops. Oh, see, I just thought you were just I thought Jessica you were Alba. Yeah. A joke. Oh, God. Nope, it's early for me as well. So he wants to know what is going on in the mysterious soundproof horror room and Fat Larry tries to bribe him and Spider-Man threatens him to stop. But because he's not getting anything out of Fat Larry, he heads over to the Black Cat and he sees a man in the room with Felicia getting ready to bone Going down to pound town. and leaves, dropping off some sex at the sex bank. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Uh, About to run a sideways marathon. Bam, look at that. Got Luke with a better one. He's about to do the breaststroke. See, yours just aren't as good, Luke. (laughs) I've got to get better Mm -hmm. at my sex talk. He's going to bake some cookies in her oven. That was better. (laughs) He's going to deliver some... Free babies. That one was worse. That was way worse. (laughs) Uh, So when he gets home, he finds out that Robbie is missing, and it turns out that he has been investigating white supremacists like the Friends of New Germany who want to set up an American Nazi party. Goddamn Nazis. Seems legit. 
uh, Robbie got contacted by someone and he had noticed that a lot of black people had gone missing recently. But the police don't really care that Robbie is missing. So Peter goes off after him. We see that Robbie, along with a number of other people, have been captured by Octavius, who also does not remember Robbie because he's racist and can't tell black people apart. Well, when you're experimenting on so many a day, you start to lose track. Meanwhile, we see that the crime master isn't really a leader. He is just a guy working for the Friends of New Germany and is getting dressed down by his actual boss. And was, like, the actual boss supposed to be an actual, like, Spider-Man character, or... I couldn't tell. Yeah. It's... It's been inconsistent. Like, there is one where actual Jewish mobster, uh, Judge Schultz, showed up in Punisher Noir. Along with, like, Barracuda the Russian and, uh, Jigsaw. It is willing. It is weird. Yeah, sure. I'll try to look it up while we go through this. Keep going, Luke. So the real leader of the Friends of New Germany heads over to Ellis Island, where Octavius reveals that his plan is to mess with the brains of black people so he can completely control their will. Meanwhile, Spider-Man returned to Seventh Heaven to ask about the mysterious room. One of the attendants ends up calling the Crime Master, so Crime Master Sandman and a number of other toughs show up. He takes out the men easily, but when he tries to punch Sandman, it fails to have an effect. Jean the Wolf, meanwhile, is trying to get information on the Crime Master and has a black man beaten by an all-too-willing cop to make it look like he did not give up any information. Jean and the cops burst into the club, and Peter, meanwhile, barely escapes from having his throat slit by the crime master because that's what the crime master does. And Sandman, meanwhile, just punches Spider-Man in the face over and over again as the police arrive. They warn Sandman to stop. And when he doesn't, they shoot him. That doesn't stop him. So they keep shooting him until he does not punch anymore. Crime master, meanwhile, escapes with his hand broken by Spider-Man. And John helps Spider-Man recover. He passes on the information that he has. Spider-Man brings up the draft riots that led to a bunch of black people just getting lynched in New York, which is awful. And he notes that uh, Sandman smelled like Octavius's lab. And we have a flashback to Otto talking about working with a lot of formaldehyde and blood. So presumably Sandman was some sort of zombie monster man. Yeah. So Spider-Man... Uh, Peter's Amir looking at him. No, I don't think he's anyone. His name doesn't mean anything. No, not really. I'm not even seeing where they say his name again. Uh, Joseph Ansel. Uh, as far as I can tell, he doesn't really have... Yeah, like That name means nothing to me. Okay. So he's just a random Nazi. It seems a bit of a waste, but whatever. So Spider-Man wants Jean to check out Octavius's lab, but he normal, can't. Putting the what's it called uh, normal crime master would have been, I don't know. It wouldn't have worked in this one. Mm-hmm. 
I agree. They could have easily just put like another Nazi in there, but like a real one. But, but making yeah, because they do making that, a yeah. Brand's brother wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. So Spider Man wants Jean to check out Alice Island, but he can't. So Spider Man will have to go it alone. Uh, he's able to get himself over to Felicia's, where she helps him recover. And in the morning, when he is healed up, she tells him to go. Because she has to let the Crime Master in. Because that's who she's also hooking up with. Uh, Crime Master wants to buy the club. Because he thinks that he is a big shot. And she asks about the black people disappearing. And he gets very upset about being asked about that. He ends up finding the bloody bandages left from Spider-Man Noir. And he attacks and kills Felicia for cheating on him. He then calls his boss who wants things to get cooled down which means killing all the black people on the island. Spider-Man, meanwhile, is snuck back onto the island and frees everybody in the cells, but it is too late for Robbie because he has been trepanned, which is a thing when you get that drill in your forehead, so you can't cognate well at all, which is actively horrifying. Like, they do the horror of this incredibly inhumane act well, but I'm also like sad that they couldn't find a better way to wrap it up, but we'll get yeah. to the end. Yeah. So Spider-Man tries to help Robbie. Meanwhile, Crime Master's men have come to the island and Octavius is very angry. Crime Master wants to just start incinerating things while Octavius makes the call and is told that he's going to have a new lab down in Tuskegee. And he also learns that the crime master is now considered a liability to be killed. Spider-Man and the escapees take out the majority of crime master's men, but crime master holds Robbie at knife point and mentions killing Felicia. As the police show up, though, Spider-Man tells them, uh, or as the police shows up, Spider-Man tells the crime master's men that if they shoot, they'll also be put on death row. So they run off. Octavius reappears, kills Crime Master with his claw hands, and asks Spider-Man to put in a good word for him. In anger, Spider-Man attacks Octavius, breaking his arms, and gets close to killing him until Jean tells him to stop, saying that he was sent for by Felicia, who is actually alive. So all of Crime Master's muscle get arrested. Spider-Man goes to visit Felicia and Lippy, her bodyguard, Tells him that Felicia never wants to see him again. She is just very angry at him. Robbie, meanwhile, is irreparably hurt. And Octavius gets deported to Germany because the government doesn't want him around no more. Mary Jane gives him a talk about how things will get better, but he doesn't believe her. And when Octavius meets Himmler in Germany, he is sent away for being a cripple. And Felicia now stays hidden behind a mask because she is eyes eyes without a face face. got no something legs her eyes without a face 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 yep and that is the end of spider-man noir for now we'll see him next time in the edge of spider-verse number one Mm mm-hmm so Devin, you know what time it is what time is it? It's Gucci time. No, it's uh, Trials of the Multiverse. We're finally going to put on Earth 90214, the Marvel Noir universe. And 
confused with the hip hop and teen universe. Nine two one zero. Earth nine zero two one four, or Earth nine zero two one zero. As those who've listened to all the other episodes would know, was originally the numbered universe for Old Man Logan until they decided that no, that's too silly. Agreed. But uh, where should we put Earth nine zero two one four? Decently high. I, I felt like a lot of the stuff wasn't as good as like there were a lot more low points or just stuff that didn't matter at all. I guess that's the thing. I think I feel like a lot of things weren't with the exception of the X-Men. Nothing was bad except for the X-Men. Daredevil? I didn't read Daredevil. Yeah, Daredevil that's, that's is... one of the series I haven't read. Okay, okay. So... Daredevil I noir, say, Luke Cage noir, like Iron Man noir, I really like. Spider-Man Iron Man noir, noir hold like. on, hold on, hold on. Iron Man noir is not noir. Spider Man noir is not noir. Uh, Punisher noir is not really noir either. Like X Men noir is not noir. The only true noir ones that we have are Wolverine noir and Luke Cage noir. The rest are pulp. It, it's some bullshit. Which would have also been popular, in, which was the style at the time. But I literally did a extra episode with Shannon Strucci where we talked about pulp. And, well, we talked about noir, which was a very good episode if you haven't listened to it. <sighs> yeah, I, I think that it ultimately fails at what it was trying to do because it's also not a cohesive universe at all. Well, I don't think it was supposed to ever be. Maybe, but if so, that's... No, I never thought it was supposed to be a cohesive universe. But it all takes place in the same universe, which... They decide decide that later. My thing with things like that is I feel like that's more of like editorial being like, oh, it's all in the same universe, where the writers are like, I'm just making a fucking Spider-Man story where he's kind of Spider-Man noir. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also think that most of the people have no idea what pulp is. Or, like, it would have made more sense if they were originally going for Marvel pulp, and then after that it was like, oh, we actually uh, don't think enough people know what pulp is, or, uh, like, something else would have come out and gotten them to change their minds. But yeah, like, X-Men Noir is confusing and not super good. Spider-Man Noir is very good and entertaining. Uh, Daredevil Noir is very good and entertaining. But it is the furthest from Noir out of any of these things. But I still feel like it's fine because pulp novels were very much in style at the same time as all the Noir stuff. Yeah, but it's uh, all all squares are rectangles, but not all rectangles are squares deal. Yeah, but I still feel like it works. I I heavily disagree. It was a good series. I think it's fine, Luke. You think like a fool, Devin. You're a fool. No, you are. You. No, you. I quit this podcast. Okay. I quit all podcasts.
I'll make James just be meaner while I'm gone. Blue. <laughs> but then I think I'd find out who the bad influence on the other person was. Oh, it's 100% James is the bad influence. James is a beautiful, sweet boy. <laughs> I've never said anything to you that made you have to Facebook me afterwards saying, Devin, you took it too far. Uh, you were also part of that, though. I was, but I was the afterthought. And James was there. Never have we had just a solo Devin episode where it was Devin who took it too far. Mm. Uh, the Dr. Nemesis flashback part that listeners won't be getting to if you listen to Exile for like a week or two, that may have been a bit too far. Okay. Anyways, we are getting distracted on What's the Nemesis flashback part? Re- uh, where it is him constantly just uh, giving a swirly to box. Oh, no, I like that one. (laughs) That was taking it too far for a different reason. (laughs) How do you feel about it compared to Hydra Sue Storm? I like it more than that. Uh, I think it is not as good as Marvel Comics and the National Endowment for the Arts presented Spidey Intellectual Stories. That's fine. That's okay to be wrong. Ooh. So our new number 90214, or our new <laughs> number 138 is Earth 90214 a uh, episode with her coming up but specifically next week we are going to have a episode on Eminem Punisher with Jeffrey Golden coming back from the Punisher Noir episode to talk about that and we may have an additional special guest will you also bring up the Iron Man Eminem variant cover and hypothesize about what could have been I am looking into it. What was this a cover for? It was one of the Mighty Avengers covers from like back when. Um, it's literally just them sitting on a stoop together. Yeah, that, that was the from house. the. Most likely. I'm yeah, that's from the Al Ewing run. Um, but it is not part variant. of the. Hip hop covers, so I don't. I never understood really what the hell the point of that issue was. Or that cover I'm was. I'm trying to look this up. Cause I also feel like Eminem's not really a comics fan. No, he is. He is. Oh, is he? Yeah, he was the person who was like, "Oh yeah, I want Barracuda in this comic with me." And oh, Barracuda's okay. sort of like a more obscure. <laughs> <laughs> No, everyone, everyone's an obscure Punisher villain when they're all dead. Uh, oh, it was part of the press release for the Marshall Mathers LP2. 
Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can definitely bring that up. And uh, LaRocca is also a big fan of Eminem. Well, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, we've all answered the questions about what other Marvel Noir characters we've seen or we'd want to see unless you have any additional ones that you'd want to add on, Devin? No, I think my last one was fine. Okay. Uh, So that wraps us up for this week. Thank you all for listening. See you next week for Eminem Punisher, and then Devin will be back the week after that for some more new Exiles. And then the week after that for our anniversary episode. Wear those sexy pants you've got, Devin. Those khaki cargo shorts. No pants at all. No pants at all. No pants at all. I'm wearing some me undies. Podcast advertising. Oh, that's what I'm sitting in, too. I'm sitting in my Darth Vader boxers. Oh, no. I I specifically mean the somewhat infamous podcast sponsor. Oh. Uh, This has gotten... All over the place. Uh, Devin, where can people find you online? You can find me online at Fred O'Fetts, F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T. And Luke, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at at That's K-O-L-T-R-E-G or at Luke L-E-K-E-H-E-R-R.com. Multiversal Q is a weekly podcast. We are sponsored by our wonderful Patreon supporters and anybody who sends us comments or commentary or who shares the episode. If you want to help us out, let your friends know about this weird podcast that you are listening to for whatever reason. Or let your enemies know if you think they would not like it. Uh, we do typically weekly episodes. I, I don't think I'm going to do anything as um, bullheaded as this for another few months. Because I like having free time and life. Luke says that, but then he's like, yeah, punish me, oh lord. Let's do more documentary-style ones. Yeah. Well, that may come up for uh, Septangent, but there's time before that month. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at, at MultiversalQ on uh you can follow us on Twitter at, at MultiversalQ. You can go to MultiversalQ.com to see episode notes, image galleries, and more. And, uh, yeah, if you are interested in supporting the Patreon, it is under my name, Luke Hare, where for as little as a dollar a month, you get some bonus content. I think that is good for this week. Thank- I think so, too. Thank you for listening to Marvel Noir Month. We'll see you next time. Yeah, this one's for Hank. <laughs>